What's up, everybody? My name's David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. We get nerdy morningly. And it doesn't have the same ring to it. It doesn't have the same <laughs> ring to it. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another nightly morning show here on the Nerdy Nightly. Uh, we are very excited for this one because there's some cool news today. Mm -hmm. Some stuff that uh, we didn't get to yesterday mm -hmm. that we said we were going to but did not. Uh, some <laughs> casting news as well as some... Uh, announcements about when some Star Wars shows might be coming to Disney Plus, mm -hmm. as well as a couple of trailers to watch this morning. Pixar dropped a new trailer for the movie Soul, mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to be watching the trailer for the movie Love and Monsters, which is actually coming out on VOD tonight or tomorrow, either at midnight tonight or sometime early tomorrow morning. <laughs> so we're going to watch it with you now, and we're all going to decide together if we're giving them our money. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, if you say you are, you have to. You don't. You. It's a. Con it's a contract. Is it? No. Okay. There's nothing legally binding on this show. <laughs> uh, good morning to our chat watching live on Twitch.tv/nerdynightly, uh, where we stream this show every Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. For now, that might change, but for now. Yep. That's what we're going with. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good. It's um, a little gloomier out today. It is. Yeah, um, we have an overcast sky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if the sun's not, like, blaring in the mornings, I'm like, oh, it's it's early. It's too early. <laughs> like, you know, like my, my brain is like, nope, it's not morning yet. I'm like, that's, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's not true. Even when the sun is glaring, you're like, no. No, but at least no. I, like, know it's morning. I'm like, no, it's morning. I intellectually know it's morning, but I refuse yeah. to accept it. No, I try to, like, rationalize. I'm like, oh, no, it's it's definitely too early. It's not bright enough. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we thought we would start off with some of the news that we didn't talk about yesterday that we intended to. Mm -hmm. uh, I know I saw earlier in the chat uh, the Broken Pirates are here, and they were asking if we already talked about the Monster Hunter trailer from yesterday. Yes. Yes, we did talk about that yesterday. Um... It, it didn't get me very excited for mm -hmm. the movie, but the CGI looks good. So but We also have a full conversation about that trailer up in yesterday's show, which you can watch on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash Nerdy Nightly, or, or on our podcast. Yeah, on our podcast feed, anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Um, we also, uh, we didn't talk about yesterday, we didn't talk about the casting of Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. Uh from uh, the recent movie New Mutants, which is probably the last thing we saw her in. Mm -hmm. She has been cast in George Miller's sequel to the uh, Mad Max Fury Road movie, which is actually a prequel to it. Yeah. Um, but the next movie in his continuing Mad Max series, which will be called Furiosa, mm -hmm. uh, and will feature Anya Taylor-Joy as a young uh, Furiosa, who was Charlize Theron's character in The Fury Road. Yeah. Very good movie. <laughs> what do you think what do you think of them doing a Furiosa movie but not having Charlize Theron in it? Um it's an interesting choice. I mean, here's the thing. If they're doing like a young like uh, like when I look at that actress, I think like late teens mm -hmm. as as like the age um and so it like Charlize Theron is has definitely grown out of that age range. You yeah. know, she is a woman. She is not a, a teenager. Teenager, um, and so you know, I think that if that's the story that you want to tell, then yeah, you 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 need to find a new actress for that role. And and I think um, I think she's got a good look for it. Mm -hmm. I have only seen her 
in the uh, New Mutants movie, um, which the movie as a whole I didn't like, but I'm honestly kind of excited for her in it. Yeah, she, uh, to me, I mean, her portrayal as Magique was um, one of the highlights of the New Mutants movie. Yeah. In a movie that I didn't necessarily love. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that she was one of the more interesting characters. She was doing a lot of interesting work with the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and she managed to make Lockheed feel like a real tangible part of that world, which is kind of a difficult thing to do with a puppet. Yeah. Um, and so she really felt... Uh, the She also... Her, her storyline in that movie was the one that felt the most like it was actually horror. All the other ones didn't yeah. really... Weren't scary to me. Um, but yeah. the, her her horror was very personal and very, very profound and yeah. um, Absolutely. came through in her portrayal. So I definitely think that from a certain perspective, I, I think she she has the right stuff to do this part. Like, For sure. I think that if you're going to cast an actress her age to play this character, she's a good choice. For sure. It's more just a question of why (laughs) like what story are you going to tell about this world then yeah it's always interesting doing um it's always interesting doing prequels because you know that i mean you know that uh like furiosa was for the most part whole and she was alive for you know the Mad Max Fury Road Mm -hmm. so you know that she's kind of safe in that sense you know you're not going into a a movie where the main character is going to die or anything like that Mm -hmm. Um, and you know depending on who else they cast in their characters around them if we know that they are in the world that we saw in Fury Road um, we also know that they kind of have that safety so it's always uh, interesting for me to do sequels because that's something that you have to um, work around in a sense, but I love Free Road so much that I, I cannot wait to see this movie. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to have Mad Max in the movie, which uh, we're, we're pretty aware of. Uh, the timeline just mm-hmm. would be very weird for them to have a young Mad Max. Yeah. Uh, what we do know is that so far, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen has been cast in the film. Yes. Uh, he, the last thing I saw him in was um, Aquaman. He was Black Manta. Uh, but he also was in the Watchmen TV show that just won all the Emmys, mm-hmm. uh, which we haven't watched yet, but is on the list of things it's that we're going list. to get to <laughs> soon. It's only eight episodes. We really should. We really should watch it. We'll get on that. Um, uh, it's also going to star Chris Hemsworth, um, which is very... Right. I which did is see that. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Chris Hemsworth is too old to be playing Mad Max at that age. Yeah. Uh, Mad Max would also be... Because they seem to be contemporaries in Fury Road. Yeah. Um, as far as I can tell, they seemed to be of an uh, a similar age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, Mad Max would also has to be... Have to be young. Um, have to be a, a late teen, early 20s, you know. And, and Chris Hemsworth, as gorgeous and, you know, impeccable as he is, <laughs> uh, I don't think he can pull that off. So I have a feeling they're going to surround her with new characters. Yeah, which I'm excited to see. Um, it's an it's the one thing about um, Fury Road. Um, it's the only Mad Max movie I've seen actually, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm very curious about that world. And hopefully, we get more details on how it came to be for someone like me who hasn't seen any of the other movies or mm-hmm. their books too, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Probably. I feel like they're books. No. Um, um, I, I think that it's also important to know that um, 
not important to know. I don't know what I'm saying. I think, <laughs> I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think that there are certain elements of the story within Mad Max Fury Road. Actually, before I say that, before, going back to your point just now, like for our generation, for people of our generation, this is for the majority of us probably the only Mad Max we've seen. Yeah, because the other ones came out in like the 80s. Uh, or nine early nineties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, like a lot. They're 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 older films, and I've seen them because they're you know you know the kind of films that my dad showed me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not he should have. Uh, they're a little dark. They're a little they're a little violent. You know, for a child. But um. Yeah, I don't know. I watched Lord of the Rings when I was like seven. Not the same. Okay. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Just not the same. Um, Lord of the Rings to me isn't violent. Is that is that weird? Yes. Lord of the Rings... I think that that's very telling. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is the kind of violent where the worst stuff happens off screen, though. Um, I don't know. Like, the orcs can be, like, pretty scary and, like, I, like, as far... Like, there are battles. Like, that final battle. Like, Boromir's got arrows sticking out of him and, like, dies on camera. Like, yeah, but you, know. you don't see someone's, like body like opened up and like their guts come out of them yeah you know what i mean like yeah, it's in not vivid detail like, unnecessarily gory I, I think part of my i think the problem for me is that i grew up with the saw movies and so my idea of what is gory is like lord of the rings is so t- clean to me yeah like there's no age of child that i would be like nah that's it's too old for you same with star wars people are always like star wars is so violent i wouldn't show it to kids and i'm like what kind really? of movies are you watching yeah, wait, what? Star Wars I definitely wouldn't consider very violent, especially because it's, um, because of the, like, force and, like, lightsaber element of it, it's a slightly more detached from our reality, mm-hmm. so it's easier to disassociate from, I think. Um, the Hero of Wind makes a, an interesting point. It says the violence is different. Large battles are violent, but they're not grotesque. Right, that's a good distinction. Mm-hmm. It, it's less intimate. I think that the more intimate the violence, the more affected I am by it. Mm-hmm. And so something like a large battle, or, or even like a sword battle, never seems intimate to me. The same way that like, um, two like Gladiator is violent to me because it's just two men in an arena, just ba- beating each other to a pulp. You yeah. know what I mean? And and so the intimacy of the uh, the arena, not not to make a pun here, but the intimacy of the arena yeah. uh, of battle really changes what the violence looks like to me. Yep. Um, someone facing violence by themselves without even the aggressor in the room with them is more violent than having the aggressor in the room with them. Yep. Yeah, I, I get that. that. I can't believe you watched the Saw movies as a kid. I saw, I think... I've seen all of them, yeah. I've, just see, I've only seen the first Saw movie, and if I had watched it as a child, I think I would have been scarred for life. Um, Phoenix uh, Deace asks, Gladiator 2, when? That, that movie's never gonna happen. Yeah. It's not, it's... I know Russell Crowe said it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's, yeah. And it's one of my, look, look, I'll be, I'm going to be very candid right now. Gladiator is a top three movie for me. I love that film. Absolutely. It's incredible. So, 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 so much. Mm-hmm. Um, loving Gladiator is the most bro-y thing about me. I'm very aware of that, but I do love it. And I just, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want I just, it to happen. I don't see how they would do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really see how either. But they, yeah, I don't. If I, they I've heard did time it, travels involved. Be, so no, mm-mm, uh, no, don't ruin it. Please let Gladiator stay good and pristine. <laughs> um, 
All right. Uh, the other news that we have not yet had a chance to talk about uh, is that the Rebels sequel series Bad Batch. Um, th- this is just from Twitter, so it take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are hearing that it is set to come out in March, April of next year, which seems very quick to me. Uh, it seems like it Clone was... Wars Season 7 just came out. And it was only just announced a few weeks ago. Months ago. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but the thing Feels about recent. the thing about animated um, television is that you can't it it, it 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 takes so much longer to make than traditional television. Uh, right. An animated show takes a season is usually done like fully complete like a year before it comes out because of finishing touches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And usually the voice recording for these things happens two to three years before they come out. Um, the voice recording happens before the animation. For, it depends on the show, okay. but uh, for a lot of them, yeah. Interesting. Um, because okay. it's it's easier to have the animation move with the sound than it is to have the actor perfectly match the animation. Yeah. No, that's, that's totally um, fair. And as modern lip movements in animation have gotten to the point where it genuinely looks like they're speaking like a human... Um, they, they, I, I, it goes the other way. Yeah. Uh, a lot of actors in the Star Wars canon have talked about how they recorded the Clone Wars season seven Mm -hmm. that just came out before they were even able to say that there was going to be a Clone Wars season seven. So there were all of these actors sitting on this information and, uh, you know, signed every NDA under the sun, uh, in order to (laughs) not get, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, assassinated by Disney. No, that's interesting. I had just always imagined that, like, um, that they would happen kind of at the same time, if that makes sense. Like, they would be working on, like, the generals of, of things and, like, add details, like, m- mouth movements and speaking afterwards. Here's the thing. I don't know a thing about animation, and I've never really, like, actually put a lot of thought into it. But now that I'm saying it out loud, like, that seems kind of silly. Well, especially the that speed way. that animation goes. Yeah. Um, like, it ta- animating single frames of things can take hours. Yeah. Whereas, you know, an actor could record an- their entire season of voice dialogue in an afternoon. Yeah, depending on how big their um, character is. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like we are going to be getting the Bad Batch uh, in March or April of 2021, which is very exciting to me. Because it means that we now have a timeline for when Ariel has to finish Clone Wars. Yeah, by, I was just going to say. Which, that's um, my deadline. I, I need to happen. I need her to have seen the series that I love so much. It will happen. It's, it will it's happen. always been a question of like when, not Once if. we finish Avatar and Korra. Yes. We'll yeah. do Avatar, Korra. Clone Wars. Clone Wars. That's, that that's reasonable. <laughs> um, Shiny's very excited that Ariel now has to watch Clone Wars. I'm glad other people are as excited that she has to watch Clone Wars as I am. Well, I'm honestly excited about it as well, especially with the announcement of the Bad Batch, just the concept of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm excited um, for it, so, yeah. Um, Mello the Bard in the chas- chat asks, Bad Batch seems like a new story. Do you prefer these original stories like The Mandalorian or expansion stories like Solo? Um, that's a complicated question to me, Mello, because there hasn't actually been a lot of original storytelling in Star Wars. Um, like, even Mandalorian is an expansion story in a way. It takes place just a few years after the fall of the Empire and is telling the story of what the universe looks like in the moments right after um, uh, the Empire collapses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Solo is uh, an expansion story in that it is telling the backstory of Han Solo 
Uh, Bad Batch is a continuation of the Clone Wars, which was an expansion story of the prequel trilogy. I think that, in a way, the Star Wars franchise, since it's been purchased by Disney, has not really let itself tell original stories. I think The Mandalorian is definitely closest, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and I'm hoping to that I'm hoping that now that Rise of Skywalker is out, and we know how the Skywalker saga ends, the Star Wars franchise under Disney will have a little bit more room to play outside of things we already have seen before. Because mm-hmm. um, even Bad Batch is just, you know, it, it's going to be more clones. Uh, and we have seven seasons of that. I'm very excited for the show. I, I, I want the show. Yeah. I'm happy that they're expanding on that storyline. But at the same time, I, I know it's not the most original if yeah, that makes sense. No, and I, I feel like if you're making original content, it has to be, like, totally new characters, mm-hmm. like, you know, and, uh, like, Star Wars has so many beloved characters and mm. concepts that, you know, I can understand um, capitalizing on that. Um, but Phoenix is calling me out because I haven't watched Rent. <laughs> I mean... And it's also on the list. <laughs> maybe we'll watch that with the patrons. With the patrons? Yeah, on Christmas Eve... We'll start it at December 24th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> if you have not seen Rent, that joke makes no sense. I haven't seen Rent and I get the joke. Um, but even, you know, Mandalorian now, speaking of Mandalorian and its original stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going into season two now with Mandalorian at the end of the month. We're just a few weeks away. We're starting to get teaser trailers for it. Mm-hmm. And Mandalorian is going to have characters from Clone Wars in it this season. Mm-hmm. Disney has confirmed that Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka Tano, who has now been in... This will be her third television show uh, between Clone Wars, Rebels, and um, now Mandalorian that she'll appear in. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, Dave Filoni is still Dave Filoni. She's going to be in The Bad Batch at some point. The man cannot (laughs) stop putting her in things. So, you know, we kind of run into this position where even the original thing that is Mandalorian... Um, there's going to be a character in season two where if you haven't watched other Star Wars stuff, if Mandalorian is the only Star Wars property you've watched, there's going to be this character who has this giant history that you've never seen and that yeah. you're unaware of. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of people who have never seen anything with Ahsoka in it, but like Claris hasn't. And so there, there are definitely even yeah. self-prescribed nerds who, who, you know, love this stuff, who don't know this character. Yeah. Who's about to appear and make a huge splash. I mean, she's she's my favorite Star Wars character. Yeah. As you can tell by the emotes that all the subscribers on the channel get. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing to even call Mandalorian original now that it has kind of slotted into this weird extension of the Dave Filoni introductions of Star Wars canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything to add to that? No. It's tough because you haven't seen any of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I can just say I am very excited for it. All right. Um, y'all, the, we haven't gotten to the title. We're, we're, you know, we're 20 minutes in the show. We haven't gotten to the title of the video yet. Ooh. Let's, there we go. Uh, are y'all ready to watch some Soul trailer? And um, boom. Is that going to work? There it is. Hey. I I love you're gonna have to sit up, babe. Your your head is like in this video. <laughs> Posture uh, check. We're gonna watch the Soul trailer and we're going to um react to it. This is the second trailer for the movie Soul. 
Let's do it. Disney and Pixar's. Nope. One second. Gotta change some audio settings. Can you vamp while I change some audio settings? Can I vamp? What is that noise? Oh, it's the contractor. Oh, we're gonna have some construction noise. Love you. You got. You gotta love it. Sorry, guys. Sorry you about just, that. You just. You gotta love it. We need this. <laughs> We were so prepared for this yesterday. I know. How did we mess up? It's fine. Isn't that noise, that, that noise is just, isn't it just like sexy? That's a word for it. Not the word I would use, but I feel, I'm pretty sure it's like right there. Yeah, it like, is. Like right underneath. Where does this plug in? It's okay. The sound isn't loud. Okay, good. Oh, thank good. God. Because it's pretty noticeable for us. Here, put that in. Remember yesterday when we were talking about how no one uses these headphones? Uh, yep. Hey, I don't <laughs> like these headphones. But they're the ones that I got. Alright, let's see if take two works here. <laughs> Soul, streaming on there Disney we go. Plus, December 25th. You can hear it, but not bad. Okay. Music is all I think about. Oh, I miss From New York. From the moment I wake up in the morning to the moment I fall asleep at night. I was born to play. It's my reason for living. Yeah, trombones. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What? Is that how he dies? Hello? Because <laughs> that's so sad. This weed, the council. <laughs> There's a soul missing. Is this heaven? No. Is it H-E double hockey sticks? Hell, hell, hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the great before. This oh. is where new souls get their personalities, quirks, and interest before they go to Earth. Here we are. Huh. Wait. That's very cute. <gasps> Don't worry, mm -hmm. you can't crush a soul here. That's what life on Earth is for. Oh, God! <gasps> oh, my. It's my life. Can you help me get back? Come on! This won't be a disaster, that's for sure. You're out there somewhere, little soul. Life is full of possibilities. You just need to know where to look. Don't miss out on the joys of life. <laughs> like uh, pizza. I can't smell. We can't, we can't taste either. All that stuff is in your body. No smell, no taste. Or touch. See? Okay, I get it. Disney and Pixar Soul. Get ready. Your life is about to start. Start streaming December Wow. Oh my. That was not what I was expecting. All right, let's cancel that pre-play. And then let's close this. Um, okay. I understand now why people have like someone off screen do all this stuff. Yeah. Um, we need a team. That... Wow, 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 wow. That is a lot to ingest. Um, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> it definitely looks cute. Um, yeah. You know what? The first thing that sucked out to me is I think the same thing that stuck out to Mellow the Bard in the chat there was mm-hmm. that, that there are some weird things that they're saying about nature versus nurture in that trailer. Mm-hmm. This is where you get your quirks and personalities. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. That's um interesting. There, there was a period in the middle of that trailer when he got to the great before where I was like, are we about to watch this man get born? Yeah, I was like, wait a second. Like, is is the pre- is halfway through this movie? Is this grown man going to be born into a new body, and we're gonna see him like as a baby? Oh man, that would be um, that would be strange. I I mean, it's animation though; they can do weird stuff like that. Yeah, like put poop out pizza hole. Um, Phoenix D Ace uh, is in the chat saying, "Looks cute. Love that it has a black male lead." Mm-hmm. Um, there's an interesting controversy around that uh, right now. Um, there are some people who are upset that when the, the you know, you have this black character uh, in the main part, and then mm-hmm. when he becomes a soul, he's blue, and he's not, you know, you don't see that he's a black man past that point. Uh-huh. Uh, which I, I think is an interesting controversy. One of the developers of the movie uh, responded to the criticism and said that they weren't aware of the fact that there is a tendency to anthropomorphize black characters as not black um, when they started making the film, but that they did become aware of that during the creation of the film. Yeah. And they decided to stick with the decision because he isn't in the soul form for the majority of the film uh, and that there is uh, a significant amount of time in his human form that they did not feel like they were going to be taking away from... um, the you know the, that the that, that black experience a person of color right right okay interesting um and I, I I can appreciate that I I think that being aware of that kind of controversy is really important when you're making a film especially sure. at this size mm-hmm. um but at the same time I think that uh, with the creative team that they have involved uh, with Jamie Fox voicing the character I I do believe that there's going to be some uh, uh there's going to be a a, a lot of very um, good diversity and exposure of diversity in a film like this. Yeah, I'm hopeful. Um, really. Um, that's kind of... Uh, Mello says that's kind of a cool message that everyone is the same soul. Um, yeah, I, I, and I think it's important that we acknowledge that like on the inside we are people, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but here's the thing. I can completely see both sides of that argument, you know, mm-hmm, because... Yeah. <clears throat> like th- that's the the last thing that I think that this movie wants is to detract from the person that the it is a person of color, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's nice to know that they're not in that soul form for the majority of the movie. Yeah, um, I, I I hope that they have like a nice balance because I I do I do also really think that you know it is um, nice that they're all just they're all just the same. You know, like yeah. they all look like relatively the exact same, um, whether like uh, whether or not what's inside is different. Um, but it, yeah, it's I'm I'm very curious to see more. Yeah, I, I I know that the main talking point around this movie right now has nothing to do with the movie and that it's this public conversation about the fact that Disney has decided to put this movie out on Disney Plus and has also changed its entire company structure right to um, put the majority of its energy into streaming content Mm -hmm. Uh, and rather than theatrically released films just because they like everyone else are aware of the fact that that might not make money for them in the next couple of years yeah 
Um, even if the um, movie industry were to reopen in January, uh, because half of it's closed right now in the States with Regal being out, mm -hmm. um, and with the rest of those companies running at less than 30%, it's not even half closed. It's the, you know, we're, we're looking at the movie industry dropping by 85% from last year. Mm -hmm. um, we are in a position now where even if the movies come out next year in theaters to full audiences, our audience is going to return. Are people going to feel comfortable? You know, we're, we're looking at a point now where like, they're very optimistically saying that we might have a vaccine in December. A legit, we might have three legitimate vaccines uh, candidates in December that can go out to people. And at that point, we will start being able to produce 10 to 20 million vaccines a month. We need 640, I believe, is, or uh, no, 680 million doses of the vaccines. Because everyone needs to take two, right? You take an uh, initial right. dose and a second dose. They need 680 million doses of vaccines. Because at least 70% of people need it. And I'm that? not a scientist, so please don't quote me on numbers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm doing my best. We're based actors. On, I listen to the Daily uh, from the New York Times, and I do my best. Um, so the numbers are probably wrong. But but it is, uh, we need hundreds of millions of doses of vaccines. And in order to get those vaccines into people, if you're looking at 10 to 20 million for the first few months and then mm -hmm. ramping it up from there, not everyone is going to be able to get the vaccine for the first six months. The majority of people Absolutely. won't be able to get the vaccine in the first six months. Yeah. And so if movie theaters open in January, even if there is a vaccine, are people going to feel comfortable going out to the movies at that point in droves, which is what these yeah. movies needs. Like soul would need people to go out in droves to make money. Yeah. It's an expensive film. Which is too bad because after watching that trailer, I would spend my money on it. Mm -hmm. I really want to watch it. It looks like a yeah. really lovely feel good. Like I will probably cry. I mean, the movie, animation you know? is, the animation is unbelievable. Yeah. The animation. Yeah. Well, and that's why, you know, I wish it was coming out in theaters. Yeah. Because, you know, like, our our TV is not going to do it justice. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I do appreciate this movie is coming to Disney Plus uh, for free to all of their subscribers. Mm -hmm. um, instead of the $30 premium that came along with Mulan. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's tough. Yeah. Um, Raven1973 says in the chat, I know they're in uh, the state Johnson & Johnson put their trials for their vaccine because a uh, on hold because the tester became ill with a mysterious illness. <sighs> That's um, but there are, that is true, and there are some of them that we have already found to be, um, uh, that don't work. And uh, the, the, the good news is that there are 10 candidates right now that are showing promise, mm -hmm. and uh, Doctors are saying that they believe three to four of them might be successful by the end of the year. So I'm, I'm, I, that, and that might not be true. All 10 might be total flops. We don't know. I'm just holding out optimism and hope. Yeah. We, we don't want yeah. the uh, movie theaters or theaters to die out. <laughs> we are, we are trying to be positive about it. Going to the movies is one of my favorite things to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it is very sad to me that, uh, that, that they're struggling. You know, I, I worked in a movie theater for three and a half years in high school mm -hmm. and I, um, yeah, I, I, I worked there for three and a half years and it was some of the best work of my life. Yeah. It's where I learned how to have good work ethic and like fit into a work dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just will always cherish that Cineplex Odeon and West Hills for giving me that like life experience. Yeah. And, you know, paying for all the video games I wanted in high school. Um, 
And it's really sad to me to see those places struggling because I know that there's really, really good people who work in them who have those jobs because they're like, you know, like what I enjoyed about working there was that people would come in to have a good experience. Yeah. I love going to movies. Like it, like it was a, it was a special thing in my family. Um, like it, we, we weren't able to go that often altogether, but you know, there would be like specific movies that meant a lot to all of us that we would go see. And mm-hmm. it was always a really enjoyable time. Um, Matt has commented on the $30 premium and I know you and I have slightly different views on that premium. Mm-hmm. I believe I believe it is a little much. Here's the thing. I would pay that to go see it in the theater, no problem. But to to pay that much to see it on my TV, if I don't have a, a huge 4K TV with a sound bar and all that stuff, it definitely um, is unfortunate that I, I feel like I'm missing out on... Um, I feel like I'm missing out on that, like... A full experience of the movie but just based on that trailer and for the two of us like I would pay $30 to watch it um I still do think it's very pricey but I know that you think that it's reasonable I see he yeah I I just think that for because I live in New York or lived in New York for mm-hmm. me, a movie ticket was usually fifteen to sixteen dollars, right? Mm-hmm. For for two D, nothing special, no fancy seats. Yeah. The idea that you would pay for two movie tickets to watch a brand new film at home to me isn't ridiculous. I think that for especially for family films, I mean, we saw Trolls. I think Trolls World Tour was twenty five or thirty dollars to rent right away, and yeah. it made. $55 million opening weekend or something like that. Um, yeah. And the reason wild. that it did is because for a family with kids, the uh, paying $30 to pay, see a new movie is not expensive to them because for them to take their children to the movie, they're looking at $80 plus concessions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my family, my, <laughs> my family paid... Or no, my family took us to movies individually, right? Like my stepdad would take me to a movie. Yeah. Um, we didn't all go to the movies very often until I started working there mm-hmm. because it was very expensive for my parents to take six kids to the movies. Yeah. You like, you know, that's, it was hundreds of dollars for all of us to go. Yeah, for sure. So for a family like mine, paying $30 for the brand new film to come out in our house, like a Disney film that's family friendly, that's not even a consideration. That's, that is a, that is such a reduction in price for us. Yeah. That, and, and the majority of people who are going to be watching a movie like Mulan or a movie like Soul are going to be families Mm -hmm. who are thinking like, yeah, $30 for that new movie experience Mm -hmm. for that family is a, a, a reduction of so much from what they would typically pay for that experience totally. that for them they're like 30 bucks is fine yeah well here's the thing that the um, chat is talking about Mello says the thing is isn't buying a movie about $30 why would I rent it for $30 and I'm of a similar <clears throat> mindset if these movies weren't coming out on VOD if they were being released straight to like Blu-ray mm-hmm. I would pick up that Blu-ray for 30 bucks no problem I would have absolutely no, no issues no you wouldn't that. though you don't buy Blu-rays I mean... But this is the point. Nobody buys movies anymore. Yeah, but it's more about (laughs) owning the movie. A movie that used to do poorly in theaters but became a cult hit would make money because people would buy it. People don't buy movies anymore. They just don't. But that's the thing. I would want to own it. Okay, but if you had paid $30 for Mulan, you would have had it on your Disney Plus forever. Yeah. 
So, so, but... But you have to keep paying for Disney Plus month after month. Sure, sure, you have to pay for the, the streaming service. I understand that. But my mm -hmm. point is, like, if you put out Mulan as a Blu-ray, no one would buy it. No one buys Blu-rays. People don't buy physical media anymore. Yeah, I and guess... And so that argument just... That argument is, like, a late 90s argument now. Well, no, I guess it's more so the ownership of the movie. Like, I... Yeah, I don't want to pay $30 to just rent it. If I paid $30 and I was able to download the digital file for example, and mm -hmm. have it, I'd be very happy with that. I would pay 30 to $40 if it was a new movie. Like, that, did, that didn't go to theaters. It was a VOD. But, it, like, it's about, like, mm -hmm. the ownership of that movie because now if I can't afford to continue my Disney+, Plus, then I don't have access to that movie anymore, which is... I, I would say, though, that, like, then just wait a few weeks. Like, if you want to watch it opening weekend, then mm -hmm. you have to pay to watch it opening week. Like, you're paying for the rental of it when it's new. Not forever, you, it's only when it's new. And honestly, a lot of these films are $30 for the opening two weekends because these movies are expensive. Like, these people have to make money somehow. And then if you just yeah. wait five or six weeks, it's like four bucks to rent it. Is it? Yeah. How much is Mulan right now? M Mulan's still 30 Well, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, but they're giving it for free in December. So they're like, you can either pay $30 right. or it's free in two months. Like, it's free in... We'll, we could watch it for free in six weeks. Right. Okay. Um, with Disney+. Plus. That's fair. Um, I think that you're, I, I, I don't know. I just think that the argument that so many people make is that entertainment is too expensive. And I, at every, as a person who tries to create entertainment for people, mm -hmm. live in this world of like trying to defend buying the, the work that people have put into this. And I know that $30 seems like a lot of money to rent a new movie, but the movie costs $250 million. Yeah. <laughs> and Disney can't just... Disney cannot make things forever if we don't pay for them. Disney's yeah. not going to pay for them so that we can watch them out of the goodness of their hearts. That's just... That's no, not how right. this works. They have to make money. And, you know, we do need to put a value on art, especially if it's brand new. And that's... I, and, like, you know, I, how much money did we spend to go see Cursed Child? You know what I mean? Too much. More um, than you know. And, um, don't, don't ask. Uh. What? Don't, don't worry about it. Um. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Um, we, <laughs> but, like, we, we bought those theater tickets, right? And we weren't yeah. thinking about the fact that we're, like, we don't own that. The experience of watching a live theater play for um, hundreds of dollars, we don't own that. We don't get to watch it again. It was a one-time thing. Uh-huh. And so, don't worry about it. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> um, what is happening? Nothing. We're doing a morning show. Could you, uh, face front? <laughs> um, uh... But, you know, like, I think that, like, we are, we're at a point now where people complain about having to pay for anything. And, like, our musicians are, 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 our live musicians are all struggling. Like, they're not making money. Our, our movies are doing well because, like, Marvel is doing well. But the majority of, uh, even studios are struggling. Look at what's happening with... Uh, Paramount, where Paramount is almost collapsing in front of us. The, like, titanic studio that is Paramount is going away. Like, we're at this point now where people d so desperately don't want to pay for their entertainment because underneath all of it is this weird disrespect for 
the arts as a legitimate way to make a living. There's this weird idea that because you can watch YouTube for free and because you can have all music on Spotify for $9.99 a month, you're living in this world where like people seem to think that what we do and, and what artists do is, is, is this weirdly free thing that we are so grateful to make art for everyone that we don't need a paycheck and it's just it's not the case yeah and you know now especially because of what's going on with covid and because we're kind of watching the death of our industry in a way a death of our industry we're we're, we're kind of in this weird position where like People keep talking about how much they're loving watching Netflix, but they don't want to bail out all the people who work on those Netflix shows. And I'm yeah. not talking about the stars. I don't think, like, Millie Bobby Brown needs uh, uh, government money. But you know what? There's probably a bunch of riggers and a bunch of lighting and sound technicians and PAs. There are people who make the stuff that people love to watch and, and love to talk about who are really struggling right now and there's people who are complaining about the fact that they have to pay for their entertainment and i like i i get it disney plus is 6.99 a month it's 6.99 a month and you have access to more content than you can watch in the rest of your life for yeah. six bucks a month and or seven bucks a month i get that fine it, 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 it's a little, it's a little, it's a little cost. It, it is a latte at Starbucks once a month to have more content than you can possibly imagine. Yeah. You, you Like, I could not in the rest of the year watch everything on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I, I couldn't. It's not possible. And I have all of it for a, an insignificant amount of money in my life. And there are people, and I'm privileged. I'm very privileged that seven dollars is 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 not a significant amount of money in my life. I understand that. But this idea that like I don't want to experience entertainment if it costs money to me yeah. is so dangerous, and it's so pervasive in our world right now. And I'm just like I'm sitting over here being like, if I'm if I really want to see something, I'll give my money over because I know that the people on the other side of that worked really hard. <laughs> And, and I just, I don't know. I, yeah. I get frustrated when the argument about all of these things always comes back to amounts of money that aren't, aren't life-changing. That they're, they're not huge. Like, yeah, $30 to watch a new movie is, is, is a chunk of change, but it's, it's not really that much money. There are video games that are like maybe they're they're a few hours longer than Mulan, but they're also thirty dollars. But because it's a video game, everyone thinks that it's a justifiable cost. Like we'll spend the thirty dollars on this game, yeah, this eight hour game, but we won't spend thirty dollars on Mulan. And I don't know. I just I, I think that it's 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 a really weird. It's a really weird mindset that I keep seeing coming up over and over and over again. Anytime yeah. any entertainment company says, hey, we're going to provide this thing. If you would like to see it, you can pay for it. And the answer from the audience a hundred times out of a hundred right now is why do we have to pay for it? Why isn't it free? Why isn't it 99 cents? Yeah. Why can't I own your song forever for 99 cents? Yeah. And I don't know, I just, I, I get really frustrated when I hear it because I, I, I want artists to survive. I, I want there to be television in three years. I want there to be movie theaters in three years. Yeah. And right, uh, television pro will probably not exist, but streaming TV will. But movie theaters, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if movie theaters will. And, 
you know, I, I know that a, a lot of this is a problem of inflation and we're, we're dealing with uh, social inequities and, and uh, there, there are wealth disparities in our country that are so difficult. The median income of the average family has not gone up despite the fact that inflation has made everything cost more. Yeah. And so we do have less income that we can spend on things like this. But that is not the fault of the artists making the art. That is not the fault of the people who are putting these things out into the world and need to get paid for them. That is the fault of our, our government for not increasing minimum wage and, and not making sure that our median income for the middle class keeps rising with inflation. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, I know I'm ranting. I just, it's really, it's, it's, I just, I don't know. I don't see why buying or paying for art is always viewed now as an inconvenience. Yeah. As if artists are inconvenient to everybody. Honestly, I think that the why is because there's so much free content now. And I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head because people see that it's free. Mm-hmm. Or Dark Dispatch is saying education system, they, they cut arts funding and they send the, the message that it's less important than other things. And yeah, I think that I think that that is um, kind of ingrained in our society right now. There were some ads that came out um, in the UK, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the UK that yeah. you know um, basically insinuated that artists should uh, find other jobs, should rebrand, like rework, rethink yeah. that kind of thing. And um, as artists, as content creators, as actors, performers. Um, you know, for us, that's really disheartening to see. Um, and you know, I think you're right. I think, I think that we need to um, start p- putting more value on the arts. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that starts individually. Um, and you know, we we do put out free content. This this is technically free. It's you know, Twitch is a free platform. YouTube is a free platform. The podcasts are all free. Yeah, it, that's all free. And you know, we do it because we love it, and that we hope that eventually, you know, people love it enough that they are willing to support it with their money so that we can keep doing it. Well, and we also already have support. Like, uh, and yeah. I know you know we always 100%. take time each episode to thank our patrons, but like. We have the support of our, our Patreon and the people who support us on Patreon really make this possible for us. Yeah. Because, you know, we can't make free content. I love that alert so much. Um, thank you. Yeah, no, he's, he's not gay. He's blind. Um, uh, thank you for that, Mello. We appreciate it. Um, the you know we have the support of the Patreon already thankfully which really you know is 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 why we're gonna interview Eric (laughs) (laughs) Orange thank you thank you for the biddies we really appreciate that um that's not that's not what I was trying to do I want to be clear I wasn't trying to no no you you were passionate because it's something that it means a lot to you it's close to home for us and Mm -hmm. I understand and because I don't I don't see anyone trying to make the argument that we should be paying artists. I don't see that argument being made even by artists. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a member of two unions in the States, um, SAG-AFTRA and Actors' Equity. Mm-hmm. And at a time when our, <laughs> our health um, insurance with equity will probably not exist at the end of this pandemic, Stage actors probably will not have union insurance at the end of this pandemic right now. With Broadway pushing back to May of next year, I, I don't think that our health plan is going to survive. 
Yeah. Uh, and now I've moved to Canada. It does not affect me. But it affects every single one of my friends. We are in a position where the, the government is not going to help. Oh, no. Dagon. I should have had gift subs be just one alert. Just one alert. Because so now the on the podcast feed, in. they're just going to listen to this five times. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm so pale. <laughs> I'm so pale. You're alive. Today's snow is crippling much of the washing. You're alive. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I'm just going to try and talk over it. But, you know, I'm we're so in a position pale. where we're going to lose our health insurance uh, as a union. And they've already cut it back Today's to a point where it's much of the almost trash at this point. But um, yeah. the, the government is not interested. I know. I'm trying I'm to so talk pale. over these alerts. And it's... I, alerts might not work on the show. We're going to have to figure this out. Today's they might have to be a visual thing, and not a um, yeah. <laughs> sound thing. Thank you, though, Dagon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dagon. Yeah, we're very grateful. It's just, um, didn't think this through. <laughs> um, you know, I think that we're, we're, we're looking at this point where the government isn't going to step in and help. They've made that very clear. They're going to step in and help in a couple of months, maybe, depending on who wins the election. That's great. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the trial run is for. Ay. Fanta, you get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I also think, um, so Rebel Trooper, uh, I believe, yes, um, talked about how, um, you know, we should definitely be mindful of companies mm-hmm. who are trying to jack up their own profits where the artists don't receive, um, you know, proper compensation. And I, I think that um, it's, it's, and without doing extensive research, sometimes it can be tough to tell. But I, mm-hmm. for me personally, I love shopping on like Etsy. Um, oh, to buy directly from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like or or um, like uh, <laughs> local <laughs> sellers, like that kind of thing. Like finding people in your area and mm-hmm. um, yeah, looking for those small businesses, like like us. Like we we tried to find the little local bakeries, local mm-hmm. coffee shops, like those kind of things. Um, you know, a lot of our. Um, entertainment um, is on Twitch and we, you know, we subscribe to the people that, Mm -hmm. you know, we're always in their channels and that kind of thing. Um, And so, you know, it does take a little more effort for certain things, um, but the amount of gratitude that that person feels, I think, is so well worth it. You know, like, I could buy, um, I could, I could, I could buy another set of dice from you know 401 games which i probably will oh but i you know if i have the chance to spend that money on someone who hand makes their own dice Mm -hmm. and it supports them directly i i try to do that when i can and i i encourage other people to as well i know it's not always possible sometimes you need things that you know exactly what they are and that they're going to work or you need them really fast right away and you know that it's not always an option but when it is it's nice yeah, and, and honestly, like, I know that there were a couple of comments in the chat about um, how some companies uh, balloon their own profits while they don't necessarily pay their actors, and why the, you know, I, I think that part, one thing I do want to say about that is that the companies sometimes get a bad rap for following their contracts with the unions, mm-hmm. and I think that um, one of the biggest problems we're facing right now as an entertainment industry is when we went to the streaming model for um, entertainment, we 
ended up in a situation where the unions negotiated all these contracts not understanding what the value of online entertainment was going to be. Mm -hmm. So, like, the Netflix contract for um, actors is a significant chunk less than a, a normal television contract. Yeah. And, or it was for a long time. And because Netflix was very small and the, the union wanted Netflix to succeed. They saw this opportunity for all these actors to work for this company. Totally. Um, but, you know, when I was doing background in New York, I was making like 40% less on a Netflix day than I was on a CBS day. Mm-hmm. And it took a long time. And now those numbers are a bit are better. Yeah. But because there's no reruns online, there's no such thing as royalties. And royalties was a big way that we were making money. So, you know, actors who are getting paid exactly what they're supposed to get paid, getting paid per the contract that they sign, are still making less money making this content than we were making older content. Mm -hmm. And so you can't, you know, a television show used to make your life. You were were set. If you had a multi-season television show, Mm -hmm. you're set for life. Now, with a Netflix contract, you're not. Yeah. You could be on a Netflix show for 10 years and you will never make what an actor made in the third season of their television show on CBS five years ago. Yeah. Not five years ago, 10 years ago. Um, and, and that's just the reality of where we're going. Like, you know, everyone's making less money, but we're making more content and fewer people are watching everything because there's so much content that like, how, how could you even, yeah, you can't, you just, you can't keep up. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know what the solution to it is. I don't, I I just know that I'm going to keep putting my money behind content and hope that, yeah, let's talk Quibi. Dark Dispatch, Quibi's not going to be around long enough for us to finish that conversation. Um, so yeah, we're just, we're in this position where, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's next. Uh, I'm hoping that there is a next for movies. I love movies. I think there will be. I am, I am hopeful. <clears throat> Um, I am optimistic. I think that, you know, I think that we, I, humans are resourceful. You know, we're stubborn, resourceful, strong-willed. I think that there are enough people who want that to succeed. Like, I, I, I um, mm-hmm. I think, I think we'll be okay. And I, I really do want to believe that from the bottom of my heart. Um, did, oh, Orange Coon 15 in the chat says, did you see the thing where AMC is letting people rent theaters for $99? I did not know that was a thing. I did not either. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would set up my Nintendo Switch and I would play Breath of the Wild on a movie screen all day long. Yeah. <gasps> Mario Kart Tournament. Um, so I used to work at a movie theater in Calgary. Yeah. And I was a manager and I had keys. And so we would sometimes very, very late at night or don't tell Cineplex Odeon that I did this, (laughs) but we would like, because the theater, the last screening would get out at like 1245. Mm -hmm. We would roll in at like 130. We would set up a a GameCube attached Mm -hmm. to the projector uh, and we would play Mario Kart in the projector room on the big screen. It was amazing. Oh my goodness. Um, y'all, we said we were going to watch one more trailer. Yeah, I think that if we want to have time to talk about it, maybe we should watch it first thing tomorrow. First thing tomorrow? We're going to watch the Love and Monsters trailer tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, with you all. We're not going to do that now because we only have uh, four minutes left. So, yeah. are there any... Uh, today got a little, a little heady, a little heavy. But, on that note, I do want to say we, um, so we have an artist that we go to for the Nerdy Nightly logos. Mm-hmm. And we have, um, commissioned them for, uh, the nightly show... The Nightly Morning Show logo. The Nightly Morning Show. 
Um, and so, you know, let us know what you guys think. But um, mm-hmm. I, we're, we're very happy with it. We, we're very excited for the show to keep moving forward. Yes, we are. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any other questions, comments uh, for the last few minutes of the show? Um, but yeah, I would, I would absolutely get a group of friends together for a hundred bucks in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Phoenix A says, we love hearing your feedback as artists in the industry. Um, I, you know what? I think that's kind of the voice that's missing in a lot of these national conversations is that, um, Mm-hmm. people see people like The Rock and are like, actors are doing fine. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Um, and, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of actors are doing fine. We're we're okay. You know, we're, we're okay. We're, we're, we're unemployed and... We're making it work. This is what we do with our day until Toronto reopens. But um, we're okay. I'm, I'm really concerned for behind-the-scenes people. I, I really... That's my biggest focus right mm-hmm. now is really thinking about um, the on-set people who make this stuff happen that you've never... Um, yeah, that you've never gotten to see before. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen for them. And they are going to, their jobs are going to come back slower than actors jobs are because here's the thing. Like when you talk about bringing movies back, the numbers of people that you can cut from the set, none of them are the actors you can't not have people on screen yeah but if you're gonna have fewer people of a certain um place it's gonna be behind the scenes people and so you're gonna hire fewer of them and it's it's a really it's a really tough yeah um it's uh it's a similar it's a type of topic but similar issues are being seen in the manga uh, manga industry in japan because renting manga has become so cheap and expected that manga artists can't make a living the hero of wind that's exactly right like this is what keeps happening to everything like we're we're losing our yeah we're we're losing the idea that we should pay people for things yeah um and you know it's it's the same it's it's the same problem with uh video games it's the same problem with you know video game studios are getting run into the ground by the expectation that they're going to create free content forever for games after launch and what? that's that's not realistic. Like they can't they can't keep making stuff if they're not going to keep getting paid. But yeah. no. But people complain about DLCs. They're like, oh, I don't want to give you twenty dollars in three months from new stuff. And the studio's like, well, but but, but we but we worked really hard on it. Yeah, I think it's also you know like there is, it it, it makes it really hard on the artist. There's that like crazy pressure that like if you get offered a job mm-hmm. and you have nothing else going on right now, but you know that you are in a sense being screwed over you are not being paid what you're worth do you try and make a little bit of money at least and do this thing and feed into that idea of what the art is worth or do you you know say no but like you don't make that money and then you have to make it elsewhere like you have to make that up in other spaces and and deep down knowing that if you say no there is an artist who will take less money because either because they can because they're they have family wealth yeah. Um, and th- that that's a huge problem in the industry is actors who don't need to make any money because their families are wealthy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which creates a a, 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 a a financial barrier between uh, particularly um, people of color being in the industry is, you know, people whose parents can pay their rent in New York while they're auditioning versus people who have to work two jobs to pay their rent. Mm-hmm. The, the audition game between those two actors is, you know, is going to be very different. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I, 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 I empathize with anyone who struggles in that way. Yeah. 
Um, Hero Gwen says cosmetic DLC isn't bad in my opinion. It's basically choosing to support the company and completely optional. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's true. Yeah, I, like, here's the thing, is, is you know, when given that, like, choice, mm-hmm. that's, like, like I, I, I believe that being given that option, look, because if you're someone and you buy that game because you love it, like, you, um, you love this game, but you only have that, like, 50, 60 bucks, whatever it costs, and you don't have the other 30, 40 for other DLCs, then, like, you know, that's fine. It's, it's more about that, like, like, you shouldn't be entitled to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's it's separate stuff that w- you know was um, uh, created specifically, and and yeah, I just that 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 was a little, that was that today's episode was a lot. Yeah, yeah, and uh, sorry to end it a little bit on. Um... No, but like we like you know it's. Yeah. It's an important thing that needs to be said. It's something we're passionate about. And I'm really glad that we had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the morning show isn't just sunshines and ra- roses, you know. I mean, we want to talk about what's going on. And this is what's going on in the world right now. Uh, yeah. I think the, the decision for... I, I love that this is the conversation that we had from talking about Disney moving soul to um, yeah. uh, Disney Plus rather than theaters. You yeah. Know, I, I, yeah. Oh, Laser Gunner says popping in the PlayStation 5 user interface got revealed. We're going to talk about that tomorrow on the next edition of the Nightly Morning Show. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow we're also going to talk about the Love and Monsters trailer, uh, and we'll probably be watching that movie tomorrow night because yeah. it is getting good reviews from what I've seen. So I'm very excited for that. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we don't know what else we're going to be talking about yet because this is a news show and we don't know what the news will be. <laughs> yeah, it's ever-evolving, which honestly keeps us on our toes and it's fun. Uh, neither of us are streaming today, so we won't be coming back today, but I will be streaming after uh, tomorrow's nightly morning show in the mm-hmm. afternoon around 2 o'clock Eastern. And I'll be back on Saturday. Yeah, our, uh, yeah. Um, we're going to go watch that PlayStation 5 video and then we will be talking about that tomorrow. Yeah. You can follow us uh, across the internet. My stuff is all at Nerdy Nightly. And I'm over at Clara Strakaris. And, uh, yeah, if you missed parts of this and you want to catch up, uh, this will be going up in a bit on youtube.com slash C slash Nerdy Nightly or on a podcast feed wherever you download your podcasts. Thank you so much for being here. My name is David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. Do something nerdy tonight. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>